everyone. My name is Ophelia and welcome to my podcast, Hear Her Speak, where I speak about anything and everything. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode titled A Different Type of Tired. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ophelia and I've always wanted to start a podcast for not even a minute, but literally some a few years actually. Um, This is not how I necessarily saw myself starting my podcast, but after pushing it off for so long, um, I just feel really convicted in my spirit right now in light of everything that's been going on to start my podcast and to say what I need to say, period. So this is my plan for the next several weeks. I'm hoping to do very short segments where I just share thoughts on the different things I've been talking about with family and friends. If I was to do all of this in one episode, it would it would probably be a week long. So I'm going to just try to do short, short episodes where I focus in on various questions and thoughts. And then in the future, I hope that I'll be able to share more content about anything and everything, um, kind of like what I said in my intro. But that's a little bit of a background um, of where I'm coming from, who I am and why I'm doing this now. Like I said, this episode is titled A Different Type of Tired. I'm taking a big sigh because I there's so many things to say and not say at the same time. We've been tired for a long time. And when I say we, I don't want to delve into that because if you're part of the we, you know who you are. But if you are part of the we who has been tired, frustrated, just exhausted, you also know that this time feels very different. I've been trying to wrap my mind around why does this fatigue, this tiredness feel so different this time around. And just thinking about, you know, historically speaking, In 2013, Black Lives Matter started after Trayvon Martin's killer was acquitted. And not to say that things were not happening before 2013, but I feel like maybe for me, that's when maybe I became more aware of it. Because even before 2013, the first time that a European decided to step onto land that was not his own and to colonize, um, kill, destroy. The first time the first slave ship came to the shores of the U.S. and the Caribbean and other parts of the world, um, there's there's really no way to to summarize all that's been happening from then to 2013. But in 2013 was where we saw a name, Black Lives Matter. We had a name to something we've all been feeling um, and have felt for so long. So fast forward to about a month ago, some more events came to light. On February 23rd, Ahmaud Arbery was shot while jogging. Then on March 13th, Breonna Taylor was killed by police who entered her home, quote unquote, mistakenly, and shot her eight times as she slept. And 
Then we had Amy in the park who decided to put some bass in her voice and call 911 to claim that she was being threatened by Christian Cooper. And I guess to say that she wanted to kill him sounds like a lot, but she definitely knew that in her power and in her privilege, she had the ability to harm him in a substantial way because she felt challenged by somebody that she perceived as being beneath her. So these events had kind of been happening in the past month. And then on May 25th, just a few you know weeks ago, the video circulated where we saw an officer placing his knee on the neck of George Floyd for almost eight minutes. And he was killed while three other officers were um, were watching and aiding in detaining him. So this is where we are right now. We are in a place where I guess I, I describe it as going to a funeral, coming home and then getting another call to find out that you have to put your clothes back on and go to another funeral it's been hard to process what's been happening and though there's a collective grieving we haven't even had enough time to individually grieve the lives of of Brianna and the life of Ahmad and now the life of George Floyd it just feels like the culmination of all these things all these things compounded just really add on to the tiredness, the fatigue, the exhaustion that so many of us have felt. Um, And I guess for me for years, but I'm only in my mid 20s. And I can't even imagine those who've had to watch these events unfold for the past 70, 80, and, and even 90 years. So even as I'm recording this, and I want to get emotional, I literally feel like I want to cry, but I can't because I've cried too much and too often and I don't know if I can do it anymore. It it gets really frustrating and you don't understand why you have to keep explaining to people that you are also made in the image of God and that you are valuable. It feels like you're saying the same thing with a different hashtag. And for me, I think after so many times of doing that, you just become desensitized to it and numb. I also just want to acknowledge that mourning and lamenting takes place in different fashions. So I don't think there's any right way to to mourn. One thing that I guess has been really troubling me is that there's an expectation and a standard for how um, black people specifically are to be mourning at this time. You know, there's definitely people who are saying on social media, like if you're black and you haven't said anything or you haven't done A through Z, I see you. And while I understand that, I also recognize that there should be no standard of grieving. You know, some people are legit numb. They can't 
they can't do this anymore. Um, and then there's others of us who have been on, you know, the front lines and going to protests and being more vocal. Um, and while I think that there's no right way to process how you're feeling, I think at some point we have to process. The issue is when you don't want to do it and then you kind of just like put it off because then I feel like that becomes dangerous and you'll eventually self-implode. All of this also feels differently because we've seen other protests in the past and even in the spring of 1992 when the Rodney King protests and riots were happening in LA, it's almost as if we're seeing that all over the country and all over the world. I don't think, unfortunately, that this is the last time we're going to be seeing violence against black bodies. And I don't say this to be a pessimist, but to realize that our system is so broken and without some sort of, I don't even want to say reform because reform doesn't even feel like enough, but without some form of a transformation, we are bound to see this happen again. And this is kind of something I want to talk about in future episodes, but we don't want to see a one-hour workshop at police departments. We don't want to see emails from people saying they stand with us and so forth and so forth. It just feels like none of that is enough right now. I honestly don't want to keep rambling because I could be here forever, but I really do think that one of the things I want to emphasize in this episode is that we really have to respect how all of us are grieving and mourning and, you know, take care of each other in that way. In my future episodes, I publish, I I feel like people will get called out and I actually don't want to hear Pim. Um, Pim means nothing for those who need a translation, by the way. Um, the scripture that has really been sticking with me comes from Esther 4.14. And at the end of that scripture, it says, for such a time as this. And those words have been really... I don't know, they've just been sticking to me and I don't know why, but for me as a person who's been non-confrontational, who usually tries to, you know, not say much, I really do feel like this is not the time for me to not say how I really feel because I want to make others comfortable. So I don't seek to offend anybody in these podcasts, but I know that people will be offended and I will do my very best. I will check myself to make sure that I'm saying all of these things out of a place of love, but also know that there is anger in the things that I say. And I think a balance of both is definitely necessary. That's that's all I really want to say for this first episode. I hope you'll 
you'll join me in this, you know, journey that I'm going to be taking for the next few weeks and months. And I hope that to some extent you share in some of the feelings that I'm also feeling. If you want to reach out, be sure to message me on Facebook, hear her speak on Instagram, underscore hear her speak, or send me an email at askertospeak at gmail.com. Either way, I hope to hear from you and thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Until next time, be blessed. Mm-hmm.